Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we have a Millennial Music Chat with Kylie Odetta. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Thursday for Millennial Money. Thanks for joining us. For this week's episode, we have a real unique artist. It's indie soul singer, songwriter, Kylie Odetta, who's really starting to make a name for herself as she continues to churn out fresh and innovative music. You can hear indie music with hints of jazz in her songs, which really blends nicely with her old soul vocals. 
This down-to-earth Southern native has opened for acts like Matt Kearney, Kobe Collette, and Gavin DeGraw. Recently, Kylie released her latest album, Undertow, to widespread reviews. She's a unique artist, as I mentioned before, and you're really going to want to hunt her down on Spotify or her websites, which we will have the links um, to that. So check out our conversation with indie soul singer, songwriter, Kali Odetta, as we chatted about her new album, Undertow, why she likes writing about love so much, and her Dare to Dream program, which combats bullying in schools. And she will talk about this in depth, but she visits schools and gives talks about bullying in schools. And it's a really cool and inspiring conversation we have with Kylie Odetta, singer-songwriter. You haven't even left yet and it already hurts You haven't even called yet and my throat already burns And every time you touch me I feel like crying Cause every time you love me I know we're hiding Yeah, we're making of our time I'm holding on to messages you write The undertone is all I know and it's taking me down the undertone Hey Kylie, so thanks for coming on the show. We totally appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So uh, I read that you've been playing piano and even writing songs at an early age. Um, Tell us about that and when did you have that aha moment that you kind of really said, you know what, I think music is my thing. Yeah. So I started playing piano when I was six and um, my parents wanted me and my brother to do a sport and something artistic. (laughs) And So, uh, so we kind of got a good balance. So I started taking lessons because they, you know, encouraged us to, but, and then I quit actually after two years because I didn't like my teacher and I was just like, ah, rebel kid, you know? Um, And then after about a few months of not playing, I came to my parents again and I asked them if I could take lessons again. And they were like, whoa. (laughs) And um, so that was kind of my choice to jump back in. And then I just started getting lost in it and I would practice for hours. Um, So that was kind of my piano, starting piano story. And then um, when I started writing songs, I was eight years old. And I was outside playing hopscotch with my brother, my older brother. He's 15 months older. And we were just playing hopscotch. And I had this little tune stuck in my head. And I was like, I don't I don't recognize this from anywhere else. Hmm. So I went inside and I wrote it down. And that was kind of the start. Um, you know, it was very much just kind of a gift from Gosh, God. Right? Because it just happened so randomly. And obviously, since then, you know, I have, you know, practiced my craft and and gotten better in a sense um but so that was kind of the beginning but it wasn't till I was 12 when I sang in my school talent show uh in sixth grade that I realized music could be a lifelong thing for me 
Um, I sang in the show, I sang one of the songs that I had written and I sang a cappella, and, uh, it was actually, it was so nerve wracking. I used to have extreme stage fright. Hmm. Um, but it kind of, it just was such a thrill and so honest and so scary. Um, and I came off the stage and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I want to be a singer. <laughs> and she was like, okay, um, what does that mean? Right, right. That, that's uh, nice, but... <laughs> and I was like, I want to do this like for the, forever. And she's like, okay. And so um, it was really after that show that we kind of partnered up and we are still very much partnered up today. We still work together and we started, I started playing open mic nights and coffee shops. And for my birthday, I um, recorded some songs and my dad, he had a friend who had a studio set up in his attic, like a little makeshift studio. Mm. Um, and so I just, that was when I was like, okay, let's go. I was 12 years old and I was going to make things happen. <laughs> well, it also it makes it easier too, when you have so many things like that around you too, that kind of, you know, you can record and different things like that. Yeah. It was a huge blessing that my dad happened to have a friend who also did music. I was like, right. Hey, let's, let's go. <laughs> right. What, what, what was your sport? I played soccer. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Typical, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. There was a point um, that came when I was, I was playing soccer and doing music at the same time, and one was going to consume the other, you know, and right. so I kind of had to decide, and I was like, oh, it was such an easy decision to pick music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since, I mean, since you've been, you've been uh, writing songs at such an early age, early age what, uh, what inspires you when, you when you sit down and, like, you're writing songs or... Or throughout the day and stuff. Yeah. Um, honestly, I am a huge fan of and I find emotions very interesting. So the fact that essentially we all go through different situations and have different lives and different circumstances that happen to us or that we go through. Um, but at the base of it all, we still experience the same emotions. Mm -hmm. So whether the situation is different, we will all experience anger at some point or love at some point, um, hopefully a lot, <laughs> and happiness and sadness and loneliness and bitterness, whatever it is. And I feel like whatever the situation, music can, um, you know, evoke those emotions where someone's story may be different, but they hear this one song and they can connect to how that writer, aka me, or you know the musicians felt in that moment when they were writing it. Um, so I've written, you know, based off my own experiences and emotions I've felt. I usually take something and then exaggerate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've written songs based off of what my friends and family, people around me, have experienced and gone through, and just what I observe in the world, but. It sounds kind of simple and cheesy, but um, really just everyday life mm. and that we are, are all so connected. That's what inspires me to write. Right. And what do you, what do you, uh, I mean, you've been around it for so long and what do you, what do you love about music just in general? Oh, that's such a good question. I don't think I've been asked that. I mean, you know, <laughs> you ask who your favorite artist is and yeah. stuff like that, but what do I like about music itself? Um, I love that it can take you to a different place in time or, you know, whether it takes you to a past memory or not even something you've experienced, but just like when I listen to Duke Ellington and jazz mm. piano like that, I like imagine myself back in the day in some smoky lounge, you know, everyone wearing suits and dresses and 
it just takes you to another place in time. And so I think um, I read a quote somewhere. I can't remember who it was by, but it was that music and art essentially um, is kind of like it's sometimes it's an escape and sometimes it's this world that we create um, that's unlike our own, whether it's better, you know, or more mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I love the actual technicalities of music and, and the skill that it takes. But then I just love how it can really take you to a whole nother universe um, apart from what your real life is like. Right. And, well, and also it could take you kind of, you know, back in time or yeah. or, or in present time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, feel something. Yeah, yeah, exa- exa- exactly. Um, but uh, when, uh, when did you, ha- are you, you've had a few albums come out and everything. And uh, when did you have that switch that you went, you know what, uh, I think I'm actually a professional singer now. <laughs> and and that, that this is actually a business and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would say, honestly, it happened pretty early on when I was uh, 13, I recorded my first music video and I had a manager at the time. And, and I think um, when that management deal went bad uh, was when I realized, Oh, you know, this isn't just a whole bunch of people out there for the love of music. You know, it's an industry and, and with an industry comes both the good and bad sides. Um, and so it was then that I had to fire a manager because of the way he had treated my mom. Um, that I was like, this is like a real business, (laughs) um, you know, and with all the good, bad and the ugly, I choose to believe there's more good than bad. Um, but that was when I kind of realized, you know, there's people like here, there's money to be made, there's money to be lost. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can go about it. And I kind of made the decision then to look at it from a business standpoint and a music standpoint, but try to surround myself with people and deal with people who, although they look at it as a business, also look at it from the good of their heart and, you know, from the love of music and the love of people and trying to, you know, maneuver myself throughout that business landscape in a loving and productive way. So it was really around 13 when I realized, okay, there's two sides of this. It's not just the music. There is a business behind it. And since then I've learned so much and, you know, I kind of separate it by like one day I'll have like a computer work, a business, an emailing day. And then the next day I'll have a creative day um, where I'll do lots of musical things and I kind of have to separate it like that because it's hard to switch your brain back and forth in the same day. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, and it's also, too, that especially at a young age like that, so many t- you hear so many stories of performers or actors or you know, even athletes getting screwed out of money and whatever and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, and it's, it, you, these days, I think any person in, in that kind of you know, arena has to have the, the smarts and the business mindset Definitely. as well, too. Yeah. Especially being an independent artist. I mean, yeah. Also, you know, obviously when you have a label too, you have to be aware and you have to still have very hands-on stuff going on. But when you're independent, you know, the business side and the musical side are both up to you essentially and the team that you build and or whether it literally is just you. Um, So, yeah, you definitely have to have a respect for both and create time to do both. Right. Well, before we get started uh, talking about you know your your newest album and stuff like that, can you describe your your sound? Uh, I, th- I think I think your voice is totally unique, and and I like your sound a lot. So, t- talk about that a little bit. Okay, friend. I want to know what are your money goals this year. 
Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. 
I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Yeah. So, you know, as I've said, I started very young, so I have definitely been through a journey of finding my style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, at 13, do you really know where, which direction you want to go? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's definitely been an evolution um, to get me to the point that I am now. Um, that being said, like when I was younger, I started out with like country pop and then I did bubblegum pop and then alternative electronic little bit of indie. Um, and over the past two years is really when I have found my sound that feels the most true to myself as an artist, which I would describe as um, singer songwriter with a hint of jazz and R&B. Um, I don't think it's exactly one specific thing. I think it definitely fits in the jazzy R&B lane. Mm -hmm. um, and I've found that, you know, through listening to so many different artists and finding what I 
you know, love, like, like I was already mentioning Duke Ellington, I listened to a lot of jazz pianists and then also just great artists like Corinne Bailey Ray, Andra Day, Leanne Havis, um, you know, Etta James, mm-hmm. all those awesome musicians kind of sculpted me to, to test out a few different things with my voice. And I started writing songs and I was like, this feels really great. Um, cause I would write kind of all over the place mm-hmm. as I was growing up. And I was like, you know, just because you can do something, does that mean it's me as an artist? Like, who am I? What do I want my sound to be? Um, and it, and it all just kind of came together when I recorded my EP high dreamer two years ago. Um, and I wrote a song called can erase it. And I re- was actually playing that song to record, to warm up, to record another song mm. And everyone kind of stopped and was like, wait, what's that? (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's just this thing I was messing around with. And they were like, no, like that, that is what's going on. And I was like, really? Like, interesting. And so we did a few takes of it and it's one of, still one of my favorite songs, but it was that kind of turning point. It was honestly a pretty magical little moment um, that shifted me into writing more in that jazzy lane Mm. and really digging in and figuring out what felt good for my voice um, and lyrically and stylistically. And so as I came to put this next project out, Undertow, which I just released, um, it was the first time in my career that I've had such a strong vision and, um, you know, way that I wanted the songs to come out already beforehand. Mm that I, even though I worked with three different producers, they all ended up sounding very cohesive. Mm. And I was like, interesting. And so <laughs> it's, it's been a journey, but um, I would definitely describe my sound as kind of jazzy and R&B and through a culmination of, you know, experimenting is how I reached this point. Well, and, but how, along the way, have you had uh, pressure from, say, producers or record labels or something like that about, hey, you need to sound like this? Um, when I was younger, I definitely got that a lot more. And I even, I did, um, uh, what's the razor and tie record label out of New York offered me a deal when I was 15, Mm. maybe 14. And they wanted me to jump in and do pop and write with their writers. And, Mm. and I turned it down, Mm. um, just because like you said, at such a young age, I didn't know who I wanted to be as an artist and I didn't want to get locked into a specific sound that later, you know, I didn't feel true to. Um, so I did in a sense, I, there was people that were like, Oh, it'd be easier to do this or it'd be better to do this. And I just very strongly felt throughout the whole, my whole life, you know, I want to make music that feels true to who I am. And I'm not really too concerned with being on top 40 radio. Um, there was a point when I was with a producer a few years ago and, and we had done a song and, um, the next day I came in that morning and I was like, I, I don't. I can't do it. I don't, I think we need to scrap that song and start again. And he was like, well, I need to ask you this. Do you want to make a radio friendly song or are you just trying to make good real music? Mm. And I was like, 100%. I just want to make good quality music that makes people feel something, not try to fit into a form or what is working at the time. He was like, okay, then I have to have a different approach. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, it's, you know, that has gone on, but then I've, I've always with the support of my family and friends and myself, um, you know, I've felt pretty strongly about not conforming Mm. to what is popular necessarily. Right. 
Well, tell us about, you mentioned uh, the, your new album, Undertow. Uh, tell us about that collection of songs and what, what's that album really about? Yeah, so Undertow is about love. <laughs> things come back to uh, because I believe that love is in everything. Um, and so the the kind of overall vibe of the Undertow album, it's got seven songs on it. And the reason I named it Undertow is because the definition of the word Undertow, if anybody doesn't know, is a current different than that of the surface current. So mm-hmm. like when you're on the ocean and mm-hmm. the current is going one way and the underneath is pulling another way, you're mm-hmm. caught in undertow. Um, and so I kind of started thinking of how love and life is oftentimes like that, where mm-hmm. our head and our heart are being pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we have an experience or you know a relationship or some moment where you know, we were floating along, kind of everything's going in the same direction. And then boom, at once, it's not anymore. Uh And it can kind of be a struggle and confusing and maybe heartbreaking. Um, But I think it's important to see the beauty in all of those moments and that we do get to feel all of those crazy things at the same time. And then the ability and the strength to keep pushing through them and as cheesy as it sounds, keep swimming, so to speak, you know, <laughs> your head above the water, right. and keep breathing, keep going um, until maybe that current passes. Uh, so the album itself lyrically has songs from the beginning of a relationship to, to being, okay, let me restart. <laughs> I get caught up in my words if you That's, can't tell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the lyrically, there's a song mm. on there called When You Come, which is about being single. So mm. that is kind of a song about Mm self-love and then there's a song on there about um being in the throes of a relationship where it's positive and happy and then you know there's a song called you don't love me anymore which is you know obviously post breakup they Mm -hmm. don't love me anymore, and that is that heartache and then there's a song called can't uh what is it called you cannot have your way where they've essentially broken up or, you know, they're disagreeing and and they're saying, no, you can't have your way. I believe in this love enough for the both of us. So there's all these different scenarios um, encompassing the different kind of versions of love that we go through. Um, And so that was the whole lyrical concept. And musically, uh, I just wanted to make music that I enjoyed listening to and made me feel good. I'm a huge fan of the kind of jazzy undertones Mm -hmm. and so that was the goal with that kind of to mix the old school with modern um so nothing that sounds dated but nothing that you know is so far into the future that it doesn't it couldn't last for a while sure Um, no yeah that's that's totally that's really interesting i like that so that's kind of the undertow synopsis (laughs) (laughs) well and and you have that the single for you don't love me uh it has a very the the video for that uh is a very american beauty-esque look yeah how did you how did you guys come up with that um it was pretty kind of how most things come to me (laughs) random (laughs) um i was i actually had planned to film another video for a song stress off the Mm. uh CD and we had everything lined up. We had the location, the concept, and it just didn't feel right. It felt stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And I was like, I just don't think that's how I want to introduce the EP starting out with stress. You know, I want to introduce it with <laughs> <Right>. something more. <laughs> yeah. um, no, this album is about love, but here's the first yeah. song, Stress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to introduce it with something yeah. that, although the lyrics of You Don't Love Me are very sad and heartbreaking, they're honest. And it's and I wanted the video to be kind of a refreshing thing to watch. Mm -hmm. um, so we like color scheme wise had this vision of white and bright and airy and kind of, um, you know, lovely in that sense. And so we kind of started off with that vision of keeping things bright and, um, telling a story, you know, mm -hmm. with song and then having that, uh, if you've watched the video, if you guys out there want to go watch it, there's, um, it'll, it'll, it'll be on our website. So they'll, they'll okay. watch it. <laughs> There's some cutaways to where I'm laying on the ground and there's rose petals yeah. all around my head in a white background. And we just kind of wanted to present like these stark images that represent love, um, but that's not too heavy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that was kind of how we incorporated all that, I guess. It just kind of a vision of like a white, bright, refreshing video popped into my head and it immediately felt more calming to release that rather than we had planned for like a dark kind of jazz club smoky thing. Mm. Um, and right. I just felt better about releasing You Don't Love Me first. Right, right. Um, before I read kind of some of the people who you've opened for, uh, when I was listening to your album, you reminded me of a lot of different people. But I saw that then, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly. You, you remind me of, or you opened for singer-songwriters like Kobe Clad and Gavin DeGraw and Matt Kearney and stuff. What, yeah. what did you learn from hanging out with such artists like that and even opening for them? Yeah, that's actually super awesome you asked that because I love to tell this story when I got to hang out with Gavin DeGraw for a little bit. And I don't even really still know what this means. I need to Google it. Um, but he, we got to speak very briefly. I got to hang out with their band members a lot more. Um, but he said, no sunset clauses. Just remember, no sunset clauses. And I was like, what does that mean? I was like 15 at the time. And he was like, just trust me. And then he had to like walk away to his trailer or something. Um, and... I think that's it's something to do with a record deal and like a sunset clause. You can get caught up, I guess, tied up in money right. or maybe had been tied up in something right. past. And so it was just kind of funny. He was like, "Here's my advice to a young artist: no sunset clauses." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you still don't know what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then Colby Calais, she was very, very kind. Um, she had like such a gentle, quiet spirit about her. Um, so just like kind of realizing, I guess, even at a young age that we're all just real people out there, you know, like artists and musicians specifically, um, you know, if they're writing lyrics from personal experiences are, are so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it takes bravery and just seeing the behind the scenes, like, Oh, like not the silly statement, like they're just like me, but just, you know, that they're farther along, but essentially we're all the same that we're just out there sharing our stories, hoping to connect and make an impact and, and not get caught up in all the, the craziness of, of it, you know? Right. Yeah. So was, they were all very like humble and kind people, which was really cool to see. Well, besides music, I also read that you have another passion, your dare to dream program. Yes. Um, what, so what's that about? And, and why did you want to create uh, such a project like that? Yeah. So the dare to dream project is a program where I go into middle schools and high schools and I speak and I sing and I tell my story of being bullied and then 
you know, coming through that and then continuing on to follow and pursue my dreams. Um, and you know, I was bullied in middle school, so that's kind of where my heart for that started. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was bullied specifically for doing music and being different. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> These people celebrate that, you know, and they're like, that's awesome that you do yeah. music. But back then, anything and now, you know, it's just the simple fact of being different yeah. from most of those around you sets you apart. And and so, you know, I have a, a very like close heart to anybody who goes through that. And I know that middle school and high school are such tough times for that, even in into adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I feel really called to share my story of embracing those differences and, and the fact that I, you know, I did have close friends and family around me to support me and get me through. Um, but you know, I essentially could have allowed those people who were talking down about what made me different, Mm -hmm. shut up my music career. Sure. Sure. I could not be doing what I do today if I had let them affect me to that extent. Um, so I kind of encourage people to hold on tight and get through this time and embrace what makes you different because, and what you enjoy and your passions, whether it be whatever your dream is, you know, um, because, you know, it's worth it. And it's kind of like, I wouldn't be able to do what I do today if I had let them affect me even then. Um, so it's just kind of to encourage young people to keep moving forward and to celebrate their differences rather than let other people quiet those unique parts of them. Yeah, well, and also, maybe not that it's bullying has gotten worse these days, but now there's more outlets, too, especially with social media and, you know, any anything else, too, that, that kids can, you know, get, you know, bullied in that way. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I lead a few girls at a youth group here in the town I live in, and, um, you know, it's just so different. Their entire lives are on their phones. Right. And it's it's just a whole other world of uh, accessibility to being hurt or, you know, being bullied and it can be used for good. But a lot of the times it's used for, uh, you know, validation. And then when they don't get that validation, it just turns into a mess. So yeah, it's, there's different ways of it. And that's why I think it's super important for, you know, whatever your experience Mm -hmm. is for people who are older and who can kind of say, Hey, like you can get through this and you, if you, if you keep going, then this is a possibility and you, it's not so important to focus on, you know, what's happening right now, um, with social media and everything, then it can be super helpful as opposed to not having anyone encourage them to celebrate who they are. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of a cool thing that you started that too, that, that something that you experienced and, and, you know, and you're still, you know, rising in your career, you know, and, and so, so you, you're kind of like, you know, I want to do this. And, you know, I think these days, a lot of times people, oh, well, that'd be great if I started this program or started this charity or started this foundation, but you're actually there and like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Try, I'm just trying my best, you know. (laughs) Well, do you have any advice to young millennials that may be chasing a dream like you're kind of chasing a dream? Yes. Um, I would say, make sure you love it and are doing it for the right reasons because it is going to be difficult. Um, you know, there's so many amazing moments when you're following your dream and there's also a ton that are really hard and make you maybe feel like giving up. Um, but it's in those moments that if you truly love it and can say why, and it's not just for something flighty, like to be famous or something like that, um, then it'll, 
it'll kind of not force you, but it'll give you that fire again to keep going. Because for me, you know, I, even though I am still young, um, I've been doing this for a long time and there's definitely been moments where I'm like, what, why do I do this again? <laughs> and then I remember, like, Oh, because I freaking love it. And I love people. How did that slip away from me? Yeah. You know, um, so you have to kind of bring yourself back to the very beginning of why did I start this in the first place? Why do I love this? And then that kind of rekindles that flame to where you can push through if there's any difficult times. And it, and it helps you appreciate and celebrate the good moments, you know? Right. Well, I mean, because you, you, you would probably want to just sit around, play piano and sing all day long. And oh, and then, and then the money comes in. And just like anybody yeah. else wants to do something, you know, but, but then you have, oh, wait, I have to work and I have to yeah. actually put myself out there. And yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you got to remind yourself, why am I doing all this right. hard stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, last question I have for you. So, uh, you mentioned a bunch of other, you know, music from the past and everything. Is there any uh, new music you're listening to these days? That's really, you know, you're, you're digging? Yeah. Um, I have been listening a lot to Maren Morris recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who is, I think she's just fantastic. Um, I love her lyrics and she's just so fun. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of her. I specifically, spe specifically love her song rich. I think it's hilarious and very cleverly written. So if you haven't heard that one, go listen to it. Um, I've been listening to, I've always loved Vance joy, bad sons. Mm. Um, I have listened to like the new Lord album. I think that's really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of in my in all my playlists, I have a mix of current and old. <laughs> I've been listening to actually the past few days Natalie Cole, who is you okay. know yeah. old artist, but her song um, "This Will Be an Everlasting Love" it just makes me so happy. <laughs> so I've been listening to that, and I don't know, just in the past few days, I've been listening to that like on repeat. And I recently, in the past year, got a record player, and my aunt was moving, and she gave me a bunch of her old mm, records. Oh, cool to like Whitney Houston and uh, Bruce Springsteen and mm. just all these people. And so that kind of listening to old stuff, even though, you know, we're in a new age, it still inspires me to, to kind of, you can hear what's happening, the trends that are happening mm. these days. Now that I'm listening to older music, I'm like, Oh, that's where mm. that style came from. It all kind of lines up and it makes sense. So that's cool. what I've been too recently <laughs> yeah totally i mean it's like it's in like you know like a kid these days a young, even a young kid discovers the beatles and going oh wait th this isn't new music you know what i mean yeah. yeah 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 exactly so where can uh we find uh your music your new album undertow and uh, and also where where can where can people check out the dare to dream program yeah so you can find my new album undertow on spotify itunes soundcloud amazon music all of the above um if you just type in kylie odetta and undertow and that's k-y-l-i-e-o-d-e-t-t-a i'm sure it'll be on the website or something yeah. um but so yeah all the all those outlets and then i'm on instagram facebook twitter and i have the link to my album in all of my bios so if that's easier for you to go follow me and i'll say hello to you and then uh you can get to the link that way um, and Dare to Dream, if you go to my website, which is kylieodetta.com, um, there is a page specifically on Dare to Dream and the contact info you can reach out. I do middle schools and high schools across the country. Um, so if you have anyone that you think would be interested in, in hearing that program, definitely hit me up. I would love to come to your school. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 